This podcast is made possible by an almost generous contribution from Mike Bradner, Injury Attorneys. Hurt in a wreck? What the heck? Call the big guy, Mike Bradner, 504-345-1111. And it's time for another podcast episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with our star, attorney Mike Bradner. I'm Spud McConnell, your host, here to guide you through the complexities of Mike Bradner's thinking process. So let's find out, what does Mike Bradner really think? And it's time again for Tell Me What You Really Think, Mike Bradner. Your head looks a little swollen, man. Is your brain getting big from expanding and (laughs) telling everybody what you really think? You know, uh since we spoke last week about... uh, This is called the Tuesday. No. (laughs) Except it's Wednesday, Mike. Oh, I know, whatever. <laughs> I know that's why your brain's hurting. Yeah, no, you know, no, no. What day of the week it like is? Like a typical, typical day. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, okay. There, you, you're a big Mardi Gras guy. Yeah. I mean, I like Mardi Gras. I've been, I've been like a grand marshal like three different times, and I was in a band in college. I marched in a bunch of parades. Being from, uh, hmm, being from from uh, Gonzales. We didn't really get hired out to march in Mardi Gras parades when I was in high school. And plus, my band director wouldn't have done it anyway. He was like an old line. He didn't even like marching in football games, but you couldn't help it. Right. So, you know, he says, we are no, we ain't going. We'll sell candles and shit door to door. We are not going to New Orleans and live in that land of debauchery <laughs> while y'all do all this kind of stuff. Uh, but you're a big Mardi Gras guy because I know you've ridden before and thrown beads and everything. I mm-hmm. have. Uh, I have to admit... It's a lot of fun. Uh, there's a certain trick to throwing beads. There really is. You can whip them and fling them a whole lot farther than just tossing them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a... I throw them by the, the dozen. Yeah, well, I don't. Unless they're big. If they're bigger beads, I don't. But, like, the little beads... I don't even like throwing little beads. Actually, we don't even have little beads. I'll take that back. The little beads are, like, throwing by the dozen. But the longer beads, I'll do one at a time. Um, cups, I like throwing a bunch of them because it's really cool when they spread out in the air. <laughs> what do you think you used to drop on Mardi Gras? Just, just throws. I don't want to talk about the, the, the dues because I knew you, I ain't going to say which cruise you were in, but I know you're in more well, than the one. Fe- yeah, the, uh, the, um, the, the, what, shoot, I'm, I blanked. But, um, no, the thing, the throws are included in the, in the dues. Unless you want to buy extras. You buy extras, you know you do. You don't really have to. My parade moves very fast, and it's it's done within three hours. Yeah, but I mean, it, it, it is it, it is so efficient. If you're throwing it's a crazy. bunch of cups at one time, you know what I told my kids when they rode with me. You know, uh, three, two out of the three times my whole family rode with me. Yeah, in tux, and uh, I was one of the grand marshals of uh, of tux. And I was dressed like a monk, and it was just me on the floor. It was supposed to be me and Christopher Maloney, and he bailed like two weeks out. Mm-hmm. They didn't tell me. He should have told me. I'd have got Michael O'Keefe to come down. He would have loved this. Yeah. You know? yeah. He and I would have had a ball doing this. Uh, but then we, and then my kids were little. <laughs> this is how lazy my kids can be. You ready for this? So we, uh, they go, okay, so we're on the Uptown Road. We're on St. Charles Avenue, right? right? Well, John Goodman and Annabeth live about two and a half, three, well, at the time. They lived a yeah. few blocks, like three blocks. So what we do is go park there uh-huh. and, and have something to eat or whatever. 
and we'd walk up. They would, they walked up to see me in the parade. Yeah. And they got, you know, par, uh, like, you know, parade chairs and such to sit on. Well, when I come cruising by, the kids are all sitting down and Mo and Annabeth are standing. Okay. So I give them their bags, you know, here, I got your bags of stuff. Oh, Dad, we yeah. love you. And then the thing just stops, you know. And my rule is, I learned in tux when the if the thing ain't rolling, don't throw. No, you because can't. Me, I mean, people, people want you to, but you can't. You I can't. Mean, you'll run out of stuff in a block. And, and that's I, what that's what a lot of people don't. You know, your your limit. It's not like you have an unlimited supply of certain items. So you know, the first thing I do when I'm on a float is, or when I'm when we're loading the float, whatever, is to separate. So, like, when I see my kids, I'll give them something. If I'm anticipating seeing somebody else, I'll have it ready for them and do that. Because there are certain situations where people just won't stop. Yeah, they'll chase you. You I know. Me and my brother chased Cheryl uh, Cheryl Ladd when (laughs) we chased her for the entire length. Even when you're trying to hand, hand stuff to your family or whatever, or, you know, people you have designated... People, other people jump up and take them, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, like that guy took that football from that girl? Yeah, and I mean, it, it's it's weird how much beads mean to people or throws mean to people. Yeah. Um, you know, we're fighting over plastic cups, which essentially are like a red Solo cup, you know what I mean? But um, Well, it's got printed. You can stuff. get them anywhere, but yeah, it doesn't. Anyway, so, <laughs> you know. A person got ran over by by a damn float because they they thought it'd be a great idea to go get more beads on the other side. Go, I think might have seen somebody, so mm-hmm. they went in the middle of a float. Yeah, um, and got squashed. And what can you say? I mean, it's like this is not this was not some Yankee novice who had never been to Mardi no, Gras before. From here, right? They were from here. I think yeah. one of them. There were two people got run over. One of them was yeah. from the West Bank. Yeah, it's so like I mean, this ain't your first Mardi Gras. No, you know? and, and it's <laughs> it's like you know I. I I don't know. People just, I don't understand it because you get when you finish with a parade, you get all your stuff out and it goes in the attic, right? Uh, ours used to. Now we keep the absolute very coolest, best stuff, and everything else goes to Ark. Yeah, and I mean it's the best. The long beads smell. Um, oh, I don't even keep long beads. I those keep pearls like, will stink. Oh yeah, well they they cheap. Yeah. it's like toxic stuff. If yeah, you swallow it, one of them, I think it's petroleum. May as well put the eel up your butt like last week. Yeah, I think it's like petroleum. Like you ever? Well, I don't know. So I went to a hockey game and I kept the puck. It must be like petroleum in here or something because it stunk. Everything yeah. is petroleum. Yeah, it's it just stunk. This, I didn't realize how much this they pad. Stink. Half of this microphone's made out of petroleum. Right yeah, here. but I didn't that realize shirt's how much it's made stunk. out of petroleum. That's is that is that polyester? I don't know what this is. It's dry fit. That's all I care about. That's also on my well. There you go. I don't sweat that much with it. Well, wait. I got to finish my story about my kids. How lazy they are to Mardi Gras. <laughs> so okay, my wife told me this later. They whip open. My wife whip opens a box of Popeyes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like tradition. You got to do that. My kids are sitting in those chairs. My youngest is munching on a chicken leg, while my wife is standing behind her talking to Annabeth, and she and she goes, "Ma." Ma, and she points at a she points at a float with a leg. She goes, "Go get me some beads off that float." <laughs> she's, while she's picking, get your leg. I mean, I know you're only like seven, but get your lazy ass up and go catch your own beads. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? But I, I have, and people like I, I was a, I was in a, a King Arthur. I was a, right okay, and I was a Grand Marshal King Arthur, and I bought like three dozen potato beads. They were beads, and mostly from Mardi Gras. 
I mean, mm-hmm. for St. Patrick's Day, but they had yeah. potatoes on them. But I signed all the potatoes on the yeah. beads, on the, and I had three dozen of them. And Maureen put that up on Facebook, and it was like, yeah, I, I got rushed. Yeah, but you people did. people wanted, and I mean, I I threw them. I gave a couple of people that I knew who just showed up. I want some of those beads too, but man, I had a lot of beads, and I was throwing like nice beads. I go, no, 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 I want the potato beads. I go, it's, it's a potato. Well, and that's you know, when I ride this, there might be five people that know I'm riding. Like I'm not. I won't blast it on. Well, yeah, you get to wear a mask. It's like Andy Garcia rides in Bacchus every year. Float, float ten. Yeah, I'm on the driver driver side, whatever. whatever, Number three. I mean, I don't tell people that. No. Well, I mean, again, I'm gonna run out of beads. I rode my my daughter and I rode two years ago with uh, Pygmalion. Uh Okay, and uh, I didn't tell anybody I was riding. Just me, you know. I mean, Jack Rizzuto gave me two tickets to ride. Right. I said, okay, who wants to go? And they flipped, you know, Drew Straws and my oldest daughter won. So she and I went. We had a blast. Yeah. Didn't tell a soul that we were doing it. And that way nobody came running up, spud, spud, give me some beads and right. all like that. No grief, no nonsense, no nothing. I it mean, was fabulous. If people know, like, you know, my, my nephews, my brother, family, whatever, if they know, that's fine. But, you know, I, I just, I'm not going to blast it. No. You know? I wouldn't do I would just say it. Yeah, it, the most I would do is go, oh, man, I'm going to ride. Or else the next day i go, oh, I had a blast riding in Endymion last yeah. night. Something like that. But I, I've never done that. But now, get to the point of uh, the pert of why I even brought all this up. They got a new crew, and I don't even get into why they formed. You know, basically, they, they were another one of the fallout of Knicks. Oh, okay. So they formed a new crew. And the the and I don't have it up in front of me, the name of the, the lady who started it. But they don't want to throw plastic beads. They don't want to contribute to all the crap in the in the drains. They think it's a bunch of junk. So they're going to go. They aren't necessarily going to throw them those uh, glass Czechoslovakian beads, which I w- wish they would throw. Yeah. But uh, she's she's encouraging all the people to like. I think their thing is with Muse's got the shoes and somebody else got the purse. I think they're going to do like little tambourines that everybody's going to hand decorate their own little tambourine okay. for twenty two. And I'm going, now that sounds cool. And you're going to, I personally, I mean, there's a lot of people out there scream unless they get a hernia dragging beads back to the car. They think it's been a failure. But for me personally, that's a parade I would want to go to. Because I just, give me a couple of cool things to remember the parade by. And that way I don't have to go to the Ark and throw all yeah, that beads it, away. Well, it's like uh, Zulu and the Coconuts. And, yeah. you know, now Muses in their, Muses. their shoes. Who does the purse? Was that Nick's? Who did the purses? Know. I don't know about the purses. Well, somebody did purses. You know, I mean, and what they do is they go, they go, you know, they go to Red, White, and Blue or Goodwill, and they buy up all the shoes and all the purses, and they decorate. Yeah. So this is they're gonna have to buy little tambourines and hand decorate them themselves and say whatever. whatever. But I think it's pretty cool. But you know, uh, I didn't go to Mardi Gras as a kid. I grew up outside of town, and I know people. Oh, you knew one? No, I, I'm from Gonzales. Right. We didn't. I my my father was not the least bit interested in coming to Mardi Gras. So it wasn't until I started college at age 17 that I started coming to Mardi Gras regular. And I made 12-year-old mistakes yeah. <laughs> my first couple of years. Oh, yeah. But after that, you know, it was like I had a good time. Uh, I would I would personally like to come home with a couple, three or four strands of glass beads and a, and a little hand-decorated tambourine, you know? we So we flew... We- we throw glass beads and they're so small. I don't, I don't people don't even pick them up. 
<laughs> I mean, they really don't. They don't want the glass beads because they're small. And yeah. I don't understand this logic, though. Well, I mean, they... You fun- don't want the plastic because they clog up the drains, but you don't think the glass beads are going to do the same? Not like these big plastic ones? Oh. Uh, I mean, I, th- I don't think... It's it's not like one bead that... Cle- it's the fact that... I mean, look at the sweets, the street sweepers. They just do it to the side. I mean, they're putting the things well, in the Well, yeah, but now at least they started doing... Putting those big, like, baloney-looking stuff tubes in front so it still lets the water in, but the, all the beads don't really get shoved down there as much anymore so they don't have as much to clean out. But, I, you know, I would rather... But that's just me. I yeah. would rather have a few cool things than two giant tote bags full of crap that I got to bring home and figure out what's cool. Right. You know, like what we do for Mardi Gras is uh, Mardi Gras morning. Uh, we will come to the quarter at about we'll park about six thirty in the morning over there about a mint. Okay. And we're and we're masked. We're dressed up. You know. Right. And we will walk through the whole quarter up and down streets out to the till it's. St. Charles, catch Zulu, catch Rex. We go catch a nice uh, brunch. We go to uh, what do you call uh, uh, Lafitte's Blacksmith Shop. Yeah, we'll wander around. We always catch uh, the Half-Ass Walking Club, Mm -hmm. and uh, and they had really cool stuff. And oh, give me that's cool. I got enough of that shit. But then they give you that nice metal medallion, right? Yeah. So I got a couple. That's plenty. I got that's that's plenty. I got something really cool instead of just. More and more beads I'm going to throw away anyway. Right. Or any more, you know, footballs, which is a game I can't play, or them little circle frisbee things. I'm going, my dog won't even chase that, you mm-hmm. know? So I would rather, I'd rather cool stuff, a few cool things, and then move on down the road. Yeah, makes sense. Now, if you're going to ride, what are you going to do? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you're going to have about eight or ten or twelve big bags of beads or something? Yeah, I mean, the glass beads cost more, too. That's why you throw fewer of them. I mean, Maureen was you telling me what she was. You can't throw fewer of them. Yes, you can. What? No. You throw fewer glass beads. You point at somebody, you hold out glass well, beads. Well, that's that's what we do. We have a small amount, but we also throw this other stuff. Yeah, I understand that. But, I mean, you know, I, you know when I, the only, the three times that I learned about riding, I didn't fool around with people. I, you know, I would point at somebody, they would make eye contact with me, and that's who I threw to. Mm-hmm. I didn't just, every now and again, yes, I would just fling stuff. You know, yeah. let's just fling. Uh, but I would look at it with the cooler stuff that I had, I would look and make eye cause you make eye contact with people and then they wait for the thing to get thrown to, right. you know, whereas that's why, you know, you get hit in the face with stuff because you're not paying attention to who's throwing stuff. You know what this conversation reminds me of the changing the straws from plastic to paper. Yeah. And you know, when, if you have a paper straw, they become mushy and you can't use them anymore. Like they're useless. You have to have like three paper straws for one plastic straw. And I get the fact that you use, you know, with the plastic straw, but you use it. So then they move on to the bamboo straw, which makes a whole hell of a lot of sense, right? Yeah. But. It's biodegradable. Yeah. You can still fill it, but you can keep it. It's biodegradable for how, like, how long does it take to break down in water? Because that's the whole point, saving the sea. Oh, no. It ain't. um, But it's, it's nature made. It's organic. Whereas plastic ain't. So it's between the paper and the plastic straws. Mm -hmm. But you know what we have at my house? Metal straws, metal, and if we're gonna be out for any like length of time, oh, yeah, yeah, going like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. bring you the metal straw yourself? with. Yep, that way. You need a straw? Nope, got one. Thank you. Bang. Yeah. 
and I know it's gonna it's gonna go through that little X right. in the top of the cup instead of bending on me or some kind of crap like that, you know. And then if somebody gives me grief, I got a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. There's nut jobs everywhere. What you gonna do? Yeah, well, as those people that tried to mug me twice in the quarter realized, so do I. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you're that better than a straw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, come on yeah. down. Oh, look, here's the guy crossing behind the dumpster coming at you. Back off, pal. I yeah. got a straw. I didn't even say anything. I, I just, got a bamboo I just, one. I just showed it. But well, that's all you had to do. Yeah. You're going to show somebody a straw. It's... I couldn't believe it happened to them. I can believe it. That's the first time that happened to me. It oh, happened, dude. It happened twice in a week. I got mugged in Los Angeles. Well, actually in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. You know, where they actually like... Me and my three roommates. Well, no, yeah. I had two roommates and then a girl who lived next door. So I shared an apartment with a guy and a girl from Canada. I was out in L.A. studying at an acting school. And uh, there was a, a girl from Hawaii in another apartment. So the four of us went to see a comedy show at this place called the Ice House in Pasadena. Okay. So we caught the bus, and the closest the bus dropped us to our apartment was about seven or eight blocks. So we're walking the seven or eight blocks, the four of us, and here come, you know, here's like six little punks. And I just told the two girls, I went, okay, well, as soon as they hit us, you two take off, and me and Chris will hold them off as long as we can. And when you guys round the corner, then we'll take off. Chris, he was the first one out of the gate, man. (laughs) Secretariat, you know. They grabbed his jacket. He just peeled out of the jacket and took off. So anyway, they all ran. So they just, I'm going, I'm fat. I can't run. I can take a punch, though. So they smacked me around and beat me and dug their hands in all my pockets. And I had already spent all my money. You know, so all I had on me was my driver's license and my last pack of cigarettes, and they took that. You so, know. the one thing I learned living in the quarter uh, for the brief until I got mugged, almost mugged, um, and I got the hell out of there. But uh, is if some if you're walking on one side of the street, you see somebody walking towards you, cross over and go walk, go walk on the other side. Had I not done that, I think I would have been mugged. Well, you would be in a police report. Because you would not have let them put their hands on you. No, I, I was, yeah, I had my hand on my gun. At the, yeah, the whole so time. they were going to lose. Yeah. So basically they won because they walked away from this thing. Because Well, I walked away to, from it. Everybody too. walked away from it, but the bottom line is, it's like, you know. Yeah. They, you, you would have been completely within your rights, but that's what something else too people talk about. I mean, this is kind of going off on a tangent. Look, I got a lot of guns to protect myself, okay? The last thing in the world, well, the second to last thing in the world I want to do is shoot somebody. The last thing is I I don't want something to happen to me and my family because I wasn't able to protect myself. I was you know? talking to somebody who had a spouse or whatever, and they were talking about how the spouse would constantly like show guns and stuff. Mm. And I, I was explaining, I was like, you don't do that like if you if you know anything if you use the guns if you're familiar with handling them then you know it that you only show the gun unless you're you know if you're willing to shoot it you know like in my in my thing i'll tell you i I show a gun twice well the first time i mean you know during hunting i'm freaking shooting something yeah hopefully so i'm showing a gun and like you know prime example with the um the mugging I didn't really show the gun. I just lifted it up. They saw the handle. They saw what it was, and then I put it back in my bag when they left. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't you don't wave it around like a freaking mad dog. No. But some of these dummies do that. Well, they're dumb. Yeah. You know, and and the frankly, the one time I had to, 
All I had to do was pull it out from under the seat and put it on the dashboard. Mm-hmm. They were gone. I yeah. was, but see, I was in my car, so they would have had to come through a window to get to me anyway. I don't know what the hell they were doing, but once I put it on the dashboard, away they went. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah. It's crazy. But that's, you know. But you don't bring a gun to Mardi Gras. If you're going to throw no. something at oh, Mardi Gras, no, don't, don't bring your, gun. don't no. throw guns from the Mardi Gras, prep, although you'd be real popular. I think it's against the law to bring a gun. It is against parade. the law to bring a weapon within X number of feet of a parade yeah. or a public event like that. Yeah. Unless you're be. commissioned. You can have a carry permit, but that's not going to cover you at a parade. Right. You know, you got to be a commission officer, officer yeah. to have, to be able to do that. Yeah. So when you go and get your commission. Wish. <laughs> Take one look at it. Wait, you're a lawyer. Hell no, you don't I get wish. no commission. Put those blue lights in there and get through all the barricades. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Actually, you know what got only, me through I'm barricades more than anything away. else? My WWL radio ID. Oh, well, that got me. That, that got me through barricades when I was working for them. Because I mean, it was like the only time they had barricades was their special events or Saints games or something like that. Just hold up my ID, and they go, "Oh yeah, Spot, I know you. Come on in. There you go." I got well. I'm gonna have to go talk to my friend who owns a local radio station about that. Yeah, you got a friend? Where'd yeah. you get that from? Uh, <laughs> I ain't got I, no friends. Actually, this guy we met at Talladega, so it was pretty funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll talk to you about it. I'll talk to you about <laughs> yeah. it once we get it's off the air. Yeah. That's if anybody's been to Talladega and the Boulevard, they know exactly what I'm talking about. Well, I ain't been. And the Boulevard's in the infield. It's not. You know, like, yeah, I it's know. Just I know that. Yeah. But I don't. I don't. I'm not a. That was know, that was the first time, and actually. My first experience with NASCAR, I started working working a NASCAR pit. <laughs> I was holding tires and moving them. I I read that the number one attended sport in America is is NASCAR. Oh yeah, it is Definitely. easily. They have more people buying NASCAR tickets and going to the events than football, basketball. I don't know about all of them combined, but there's certainly more people at a NASCAR event than a baseball game. Well, I mean, in Talladega, for instance, they uh, and I heard Talladega is like. The main, the biggest party that that NASCAR has, so to speak. Well, they're all drone drivers. Well, I mean, if no, you ain't got a DUI, you don't they, get to drive. They all stay there. They, <laughs> yeah, they, they just kind of they just sleep in the in yeah. the things. Um, like we stayed in the infield, but uh, um, yeah, it's just I don't know. It's cool. I mean, it's it's. I take that back. It's cool to a certain extent, but I was explaining to somebody the other day, the, the the uh race team members, you know, the, mm-hmm. you know, the people that are actively involved, the workers in NASCAR are completely different from especially the fans you see in Talladega. Yeah. And no, uh, this they're pros. I know somebody who does that. They're pros, but let's just say their mindset's different. Um I mean, I wasn't happy at all with the crap that I saw from the um the people who were watching the parade and then the thing, but you know, you go you go with the with the the staff people, you know, staff and race teams or whatever, totally brilliant people. You don't realize how hard they got to work to get to where they are. Absolutely. And, um, oh, believe me, I the know. efficiency and quickness of a pit crew is crazy. You know, I saw, I saw a, a thing once where, where they would take, like, how do they change the tires real fast? Yeah. They would just take Elmer's glue and glue the lug nuts on the circles, on the holes mm-hmm. in the tire and then put a metal weight on them. So it would dry. So then you could pick up and carry the thing, and the lug nuts are already there. Zip, 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 zip. Well, that's what I did. That's what you were doing that? I wasn't. I didn't. So it's two people. It's a two-people process. You have one person that lifts the tires up, and is at this little half ball. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was. And then there's a person who takes the tires off. And when the when the person takes the tires off, they we, they roll it 
to the person at the wall where I was. Mm-hmm. I have to catch it, throw it over the wall, and hand them a new one, right? And these things aren't light. No, they're not. About but, um, 50 pounds, though. And I didn't really... They, they told me after the fact, thankfully, because I would, I would have been too nervous, that if I didn't catch it and it bounced back, they get final, a penalized a lap. A lap? A lap. Yeah. Because you're a goober and can't catch a tire? I, I didn't realize how hard of a... I, I didn't realize how important that job was, but, you know, it's just as important as changing a tire and working a jack. I was supposed to work the jack, but I didn't have a fire suit. So now you went out and bought one? No, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got plans, though. Huh? Yeah. Well, that sounds like fun. But again, yeah. I'm going to watch, uh, I'm gonna watch uh, the fail videos I was telling you about, and see, see enough car crashes. I saw one in some Le Mans or something in Europe, uh-huh. and these cars were like hit a hit a, a hill, and they they get airborne, yeah. and about two thirds of them would crash into the wall. Well, yeah, because the because the, uh, the car picks up because they're yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's like there's there's a left turn right afterwards, so it's like if they hit that if they hit that hill enough to make to get airborne, there ain't no way to go make the turn. We had that at Coda. When I, uh, Circuit of the Americas in Austin, when I did that race school, um, the racing school, um, we would hit a hill, go down, and immediately have to take a, a 90 degree turn. That was, I mean, it was, it's intense. I got I, I was telling you, I got a friend, the guy directed me in a bunch of plays. His nephew owns a company with race drive. He was a race driver, and now he has a stable of race drivers and cars and yeah. such like that. And, uh, his name is, uh, Hal Martin, and he's, they called him the, the uh, crazy coon ass or the raging Cajun. I think they call him the raging Cajun. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, he's from Galliano with a thick accent. He speaks Cajun French. Yeah. And he married this just stunningly beautiful chick from, from uh, Puerto Rico. Oh, you really? know. Oh, yeah. So now he's he's got that, and, and he'll, he'll pop up every now and again. Or he was saying to his uncle, uh, his pa- Perry, his uncle, his parent, called him Pan. He said, man, you know, Pam was out, you know, at this Corvette school, you know, driving. Yeah. He goes, I, I, I had to, I had to work not to embarrass these guys. <laughs> yeah. like, they were, I couldn't believe how bad they were. Going, you know, they're all patting each other on the back and going, I lapped every one of you guys, you yeah. know, and I wasn't even trying. Yeah. But anyway. All right. So we're running out of time. So we got to get to our dumbass of the day. This okay. is our new thing we're doing. With uh, Mike Branner, attorney at law, so he's seen his fair share of dumbasses. So this one ain't too dumb, except uh, I I personally would have a, a problem with this. Um, apparently, there was these people who were sharing apartments um, because you know everybody's hard up for money. So it's a two two bedroom apartment. Well, so the other couple that's staying in the apartment with them got these dogs. Yeah. And to be nice, the couple that moved in there with them. You know, like they'd be, the other couple would be stuck or doing something or so late coming home from work. So they would take the dogs for a walk. Right. You know, but then it got to the point where it's like the other couple expected them to do it. Like they're, they're your dogs too. And they just finally went, you know what? No, these are your dogs. Come home and walk your dogs. So now there's this big argument between the two couples about the dogs you know, and who's responsible for them. I, I don't know what you would do. I would move out as fast as I could, but I think I don't think that's an option for this couple who don't who don't own the dogs because they 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 ain't got the money, which is why they're in this place yeah. to begin with. Yeah, that's insane. That's crazy. Well, why you know what you do? You actually, I, I guess you just stop you, walking the dogs and, and then just let them do it. Yeah, yeah. Put, leave them, lock them in their bedroom, and they can go make a mess in there and such like that. But it's like a big you know, a big argument amongst them. 
So yeah. I guess that who find out who your real friends are, or you can just accidentally leave the front door open. You know, I had a uh, I had a friend when I was at Boston. Um, they he 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 had a roommate, two guys, and the roommate called the cops for something that my friend was doing. I don't know what it was, but it was it wasn't major. The cops went there and said, "Look, you know, we realize that this is nonsense, but we got to take you in." So they arrested him for domestic. Not abuse. I don't know some kind of like domestic issue because they live together, and even though roommates do guys, and uh, it's in Brookline, the city of Brookline, right, right, one of the right yeah, next I, to Boston. I know approximately yeah. where it is. And yeah. uh, so we went to that jail. I was like, well, how was it? He's like, it was, was kind of nice. There was no PP out there. No, he said, he said, he said <laughs> they they bought me a meatball soap uh, sandwich from Subway. <laughs> well, that was some okay. nice cops. Yeah, yeah. That's you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna get that in Saint Bernard, I don't think. No, I don't think you get that. Anyway. So they they had to bring him in. They had to bring him in because it was, I guess, two people living in the same house. Crazy. And and the thing it and it it was nothing really. Yeah, no, no, it was yeah inconsequential really. I don't know. I've never I've had roommates before. Uh, I mean, I, I've never had a situation so bad with somebody that I felt the need to call the cops. Yeah, I mean, I when I was on the road doing stand up back in the late '80s, I mean, it, I was on the road four or five years, uh, and they would put you up. Sometimes the club would put you in a hotel. Sometimes they had what they called a comedy condo. The, the green room in Baton Rouge had the comedy condo, but there were three bedrooms, right. two baths. You know, the headliner got the main one, his own private bath, and me and the middle act shared a bathroom. But you had your own bedroom. Right. But on the road, there was more than one time where I had to sleep. With my wallet in my front pocket with my pants on, sleeping. Because yeah. they would come and rip you off and half of it would go up their nose and, you know. But that's that's the worst. But those that roommate was a week, you know. Yeah. I wasn't even really a, couldn't consider it a roommate. It was just somebody I was working with for a week. Then I was off someplace else. Yeah. You know, you might bump into again to, you know, every, every couple of years or something like that. And so you know, okay, well, you know what? I know not to have any money. Right, because they're gonna they're gonna go rifling through your stuff. They can't help it; they're drug addicts. But yeah, you know, that kind of sucks. Well, now that we know what you really think, maybe uh, next go around we'll come up with something even stupider, and we might not end up talking about guns. <laughs> yes. we went we went from uh, we went from beads to to throwing guns, guns to waving around guns. Really, not throwing. You know what? Don't throw a gun. Don't wave around a gun. And then we uh, we ended off with racing. Racing and roommates, and roommates and dogs and going to jail, even though they might have been sharing an apartment, they weren't sharing a bedroom. Yeah. So. I don't know. If you can't tell, the podcast is run by people with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> That's why people listen, though. You know why? Because you find out more about people just from a conversation. Yeah. Than you do from. I mean, look, you want me to? I can come in here with like 60 questions. And hammer one oh, right no. after the other, and that will be the biggest snore fest oh, yeah. podcast you ever. No, I mean this is this is I'm used to this. I have like you know at least at least at least six conversations at the same time. Well, six topics during the same conversation. Yeah, well, we cover a lot of ground in a in a short amount of time. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. All right, we'll see you next week with more of Tell Me What You Really Think, Mike Bradner. Okay, thanks, Mike. Had a good time. Let's find out what else Mike is thinking about next week on Tell Me What You Really Think.